0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Virtual Legality. I'm your host, Richard Hogue, managing member of the Hogue Law Business Law Firm of Northville, Michigan. And today we have a bit of a follow-up for you. On your screen right now is the thumbnail to a video that we did last week entitled, Don't Buy Horizon Forbidden West on the PlayStation 5. And truth be told, I've been enjoying my time with Horizon Forbidden West, which I didn't purchase on the PlayStation 5. But the reason I titled this thumbnail the way that I did, if you aren't familiar with this story at all, is because Sony priced the PlayStation 5 version in a very unusual manner. As you can see on this tweet that I made just before the launch of the game, Sony was selling a PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5 copy together for $60 and was also selling a PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5 copy together for $70. The only issue there being on digital where you might otherwise be purchasing your copy of Horizon Forbidden West. If you're using a PlayStation 5 system, this $60 version never even shows up. If you're interested in some of the specifics there, please do check out the earlier video. I go over everything there, how it happened, the history behind it at length. But suffice it to say, after the launch last Friday, we have a little bit more context for what these purchases wound up looking like in the early stage launch market from game industry biz. Horizon Forbidden West is the second biggest PS5 launch so far, and almost a third of sales were for the PlayStation 4 version, or as one might also frame it, only a third of sales were for the PlayStation 4 version. Horizon Forbidden West, says Games Industry Biz, was comfortably the number one game in the UK boxed charts. So we take a step back. That's an important piece of this puzzle. We're only talking about one jurisdiction, the United Kingdom, and we're only talking about physical sales. And I'll talk about why I think that's important and a big piece of this puzzle as well in just a minute. 68% of the box sales were on PlayStation 5 with the remainder on the older PlayStation. So 7 out of 10 people that go in and buy a box copy of Horizon Forbidden West are buying the copy for the PlayStation 5, which is important because PlayStation 5 doesn't have as big of an install base. So these are already motivated buyers that know a little bit of something about the video game industry. They know when the launch is happening for a game like this. And yet they're still purchasing the PlayStation 5 copy when they could have had the PlayStation 5 experience by purchasing the PlayStation 4 copy. Forbidden West launch sales are down 35% compared with its predecessor, 2017's Horizon Zero Dawn, says Games Industry Biz. However, this data does not factor in digital sales and the download market has accelerated significantly in the last five years, really overtaking the sales of basically all console AAA type games. So when we look at this, we have to take a number of caveats just off the get-go. We've got a 68% number. We've got almost 70%. But It's in one jurisdiction that may or may not share purchasing capabilities across other jurisdictions. We don't know what the United States looks like. We don't get that information as easily as we do for places like the UK box charts. We also don't get any digital information when most purchases now are being made digitally on PlayStation and other consoles. So this is a very specific subset of a group. And yet, we're seeing it reported on very specifically across the internet. VGC, 68% of Horizon Forbidden West UK physical buyers paid £70 instead of the cheaper upgrade, even though a U turn by Sony meant the PS4 version came with a free upgrade to PS5. This essentially means that 68% of players who bought physical versions of the game in the UK spent £10 more than they needed to. And. I have a few issues with that particular conception. And again, I'm the guy that came out and said, this is a bad thing that Sony is doing. This was reported on in places like VGC. And yet, when you see that line about whether or not people spent money they didn't have to, when you see Bellular News, and I apologize for the pronunciation, I never get it right, have a video entitled, Got Away With It, where they actually referenced me in the video that I did about this particular issue that Sony has. When you have the gamer come in and say, Two-thirds of Horizon Forbidden West players got scammed by Sony in the UK. One, that headline clearly isn't detailing enough of what we're talking about here, that it's only physical, etc., etc. Their sub-headline is a little bit worse. Sony successfully bilked $10 from millions of Horizon Forbidden West customers who didn't get a single thing in return. Now this subheading is actually mitigated a little bit in the text of the article itself. I want to give credit where it's due, but clearly you are getting something. And I saw this in a lot of comments. You can disagree with them. I don't really find the value in what they have to say in terms of why they're buying these things, but it is still a reasonable position to have, which is they're buying it for that PlayStation 5 cover. They're buying for it in their collection to say launch edition, PlayStation 5. They're purchasing it because they want the PS5 code on the disc that they have, which to be honest, I don't think is as useful as some of these people give it credit for due to the nature of patches, due to how these things get updated. The thing on the disc really isn't what you're going to need in the short to long-term playing this video game. I saw somebody comment that they bought it on the PlayStation 5 version because they wanted it physically on a disc and they didn't otherwise have enough space on their hard drive. Now these games get downloaded entirely to your hard drive, so that didn't play out well. I I doubt very much from that commenter in the long run, but you are getting something. You're getting a disc, you're getting a box, you're getting an insert sheet. You did get something for it, but it probably isn't worth $10 and a number of people aren't going to know that the option existed. If you look at the PlayStation 4 box, it says upgrade available. Just like the Gran Turismo 7 box says, there's no differentiation between the fact that that one was free at Horizon and won't be free for Gran Turismo. And then you get articles like this. Now, this article does point out that as of launch day, IGN actually went out with effectively the same title that I used for my video. Reminder, don't buy Horizon Forbidden West on PlayStation 5. Get it on PlayStation 4 instead. So as I mentioned in my video, the most important thing to me was getting the message out. And I definitely appreciate that a number of outlets went out with this even more. And I I can't help but notice that the ad that popped up when we pulled up this screen is for Horizon Forbidden West. So there's a nice dose of irony there. But ultimately, when we look at these figures, we're going to have to wait on digital. And I do think we can't just disregard that you are getting something different from the PlayStation 4 version if you buy the PlayStation 5 box. Some people value things differently than other people. There is a reason that when I did my video here, I focused on the digital editions because if you want a digital copy of the PlayStation 5 version, there is utterly no reason for you to not buy the PlayStation 4 version, either physically or digitally, to your heart's content. But if you want a digital copy of the PlayStation 5 version, then it doesn't make any sense for you to buy anything but the PlayStation 4 version. And that's what I found to be such an affront to the fact that they didn't even make that version available to you through your PlayStation 5. That this really was when I decided to make this video because that was where I felt that the rubber hit the road. But when you take it into the physical realm, as much as you or I or the next guy might think that $10 doesn't make sense here, it could conceivably. There's a confounding factor here, which means you can't just claim All these people were scammed. Yes, I think a material percentage of them probably weren't aware of the options that they had in front of them. But you can't just say what these various places are saying here. Now, this article goes on. It says, Explaining the issue, Sony is selling a more expensive version of the game that provides no additional benefit to customers while obscuring the cheaper version and making digital customers jump through hoops to get it. Entirely agreed. This goes beyond shady practices. Sony is being deliberately confusing and taking advantage of its players. I also agree there. And then the article actually says what I have been saying. I'm sure some of those people were willing to pay $10 for the white box, but the vast majority of customers most certainly did not understand their options. And that's entirely on Sony. So I don't have a problem with the actual text of the article here. And this is the nature of headings and subheadings for articles like this. But I don't want people to just go out there and think, ooh, 68%, that's 70% or so of purchasers. That's $10 per purchase on a $60 to $70 game. That means Sony is stealing hundreds of millions of dollars. We're not there yet. We'll have a little bit more information from the digital sales. I do think all of this was bad business on the part of Sony. And I did want to update you all for it because I think this is an important piece of the puzzle. But I also wanted to kind of separate myself from those folks that are saying that this is just straight up a scam on these amounts because we don't know what we don't know from what's working in people's heads. At least some portion of this audience decided to get a PlayStation 5 physical version because that's what they wanted and $10 was worth it to them. Hey, in for 60 in for 70 Now, the counter position here, which I find the most interesting, is okay, let's say that Sony is succeeding on all this. Why not offer the PlayStation 4 version for $60 and a free upgrade all the time? Apparently, Sony's already getting the money that it should get, and perhaps that would be an argument that you could raise with them. Of course, if it normalizes and people realize that this is happening on every game, well, then you would expect those percentages to change. Even with IGN and other articles going out there warning people about this, one has to admit that the way Sony put this out there in the market, it wound up feeling a little sketchy. It wound up feeling like one of those tweets that you saw that has "Ooh, it's a pricing mistake at the Walmart" or something like that. Okay, I can get the PlayStation 4 version for ten dollars less, but what's the catch, right? We're also used to buyer beware caveat emptor that it feels a little weird going. Through the website or the app to get a version you don't want to get the version that you do want for $10 less. Sony knows this. Sony knows this implicitly and that's why I think all of this is worthy of the coverage I have given it. I know some commenters have come in, particularly Sony fans, and said it isn't worthy of that. To me this is the kind of thing that really should have a very strong pushback against it. We know Sony isn't likely to go down this road again because They're going to charge $10 for the upgrade at the PlayStation 4 level, which effectively evens out these pricing concerns across the board. But as of the release of Horizon Forbidden West, which is an excellent game, very likely to make my game of the year list, I highly recommend it. The PSA is still, don't buy it on the PlayStation 5, unless you really love that box or disc. Who am I to change your mind on that? For the rest of us, don't buy it over there. This has been an update, Virtual Legality. If you do enjoy the conversations of business and law that we have in the realm of software, technology, video games, pop culture, and more, please consider supporting us on Patreon. We cannot do it without support from viewers and listeners like you. Otherwise, just subscribing, ringing the bell, upvoting, downvoting, sharing it around the internet helps us drive that subscriber number up, and the higher that subscriber number goes, the more YouTube pays attention to us, the more these videos and this information gets out there to more people. So every little bit helps. If you caught this on YouTube, thank you so much for watching. And if you listen to it as a podcast, thank you so much for listening. And I will catch you on the very next episode of Virtual Legality. Virtual Legality is a YouTube video series with audio podcast versions presented as commentary and for education and entertainment purposes only.